Welcome to the Experience Darden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. So this episode is all about the brand new full-time MBA application. We are joined for this episode by a friend of the podcast and executive director of admissions here at the Darden School, Donna Clark, to talk about the new application, what's new, what's been updated, tips for applicants, and so much more. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here's my interview with executive director of admissions, Donna Clark. Donna, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Brad. I'm so happy to be here. Well, it's great to have you back on the show. First and foremost, how are you doing? How's everything? I'm doing really well. I'm excited that things are opening up and I've been able to see our team and family and friends a little bit more and excited for the summer and excited that we've launched our application. So all is well. How about you? All is well. Uh, The podcast continues apace and also looking forward to the summer months too. Do you have anything planned? Anything that you're excited about? I do. I'm going to be spending a part of the summer working remotely from Maine and part of the summer taking some vacation time from Maine. My husband and I closed on a a small, modest little cottage on a lake, Lake Havasi County in Maine in September. And this is the first summer we're going to spend some time there. Well, that sounds lovely. I would think Maine in the summer is a good place to be, probably a little bit cooler than, than Virginia. Exactly. I I love Virginia, um, but I do like Maine in July and August. (laughs) There's a lot to be said for for low humidity. So Donna, we (laughs) always have you on the podcast to talk about application-related things. Of course, this is the episode of episodes when it comes to applications. We just launched the full-time MBA application earlier than ever, as you noted. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. And congratulations to you as well. You had a lot to do with us launching it early. It was a definite team effort and we're really excited about it. Well, let's talk about the timing of the application launch this year. So it's very early as, as noted um, for you, when you think about the timing of the application launch, what do you think the benefit is to the app, to the applicant when it comes to uh, launching earlier this year? Well, first and foremost, I think it's highly sensitive to the applicant in in that it gives them more time to actually work on their application and see what questions we're asking in the application, maybe think through the various elements of the application, ranging from the essays, the recommendations, um, you know, scheduling an interview, what deadline do they want to select? Um, I'm really excited that it gives our applicants more time to work on it. And hopefully that makes it a little less stressful for them. And we'll have a lot of resources coming their way too: blog posts, podcast episodes. Of course, this is one of them. Uh, I want to make sure in this episode, we take time to talk about what's new for this year's application. So with that in mind, I want to turn our attention to one of the one of the new things for this year, and that's we have some new short answer questions, including uh, two question topics: leadership and impact, as well as diversity and inclusion. That actually have applicants choose to respond to one of two prompts. Um, what was the inspiration for this optionality in the application? Great question. I'm so glad you asked it, Brett. Diversity, inclusion, and equity are really important values at Darden. And ultimately, we're a top leader, a school that emphasizes leadership and impact. So I think the questions are reflective of the values of our community. 
I also think it gives applicants the option to choose an answer that resonates the most with them. So for example, with the diversity and inclusion question, one option is share a time when you learned something related to diversity, equity, or an inclusion that was previously unknown to you. How did this experience impact your perspective? The response may be different for one person versus another. Uh, somebody else may prefer the second option, share time when you advocated for a perspective, identity, or community different from your own. How did this experience impact your worldview? So we're hoping that candidates who are looking at these essay options um, see one that really calls to them and gives them a, an opportunity to really showcase an experience that illuminates their openness, um, their willingness to become a more evolved leader with regard to diversity, equity, and inclusion. I think candidates like options and our application this year has so many choices and options. So I think somebody's unique story is more likely to come through in his or her application. You're right. And one of the things that's true about the application process, and certainly something that we talk about in webinars and blog posts, is the application from the applicant's perspective is a storytelling exercise. It's an opportunity for you to share your narrative with our admissions committee. And just like the application is an introduction for the applicant, it's also an opportunity for our team and our school to introduce ourselves to the applicant. So you noted the importance of values like diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, leadership, impact, these kinds of things to the Darden community, uh, including these questions in the application. It's no, no accident. These are, these are key features, key elements, key, key values of, of Absolutely. the community here at Darden. Absolutely. And I think to your point about storytelling, one of the things that applicants may not know is the extent to which we love reading these stories. I, mean, I think most of us choose admissions because we enjoy people and hearing their stories and whether that um, story comes through in an interview or through a casual interaction with us or through one of their essays, we get such great joy about um, with regard to reading a candidate's story and these choices give students opportunity to, you know, select one that most resonates with their background and something they're proud to convey in their application. That's absolutely true. And I think one of the things that's interesting to me, particularly when it comes to the short answer questions, is that oftentimes applicants are trying to feel for what the right answer might be, or is there a particular kind of response we're looking for? And the more you can think about this as a storytelling exercise, an opportunity for you to share your narrative and think about it as affirmatively what you want to communicate as part of the application, I think, I think the better. There's, there's many potential answers uh, that would work really well to any of these prompts. And you know, if you can kind of shift the lens, if you're an applicant thinking about applying to Darden this year, shift the lens and think about what you affirmatively want to communicate as part of that application, as part of your initial introduction to our admissions committee, I, I think that's the best way to approach the process. 
I, I totally agree. We often say be authentic and we really mean it. So many different people come to Darden and shine for different reasons. There are, there are some commonalities we look for in applicants. You know, we, we want people who uh, are interested in evolving into highly diverse, inclusive leaders. We want students who have leadership potential, who have strong interpersonal and communication skills, but we are on track to bring in the most diverse class in Darden's history. It's diverse in terms of its uh, racial uh, backgrounds, the, the international backgrounds of students, um, gender industries that students are coming from, um, and the stories. As you mentioned, everybody has a unique story. I highly encourage people to take some time before they actually approach the application and think about what they're most proud of in terms of their accomplishments and achievements or who they are and what they think is most relevant to the application um, and approach it with a lot of pride and joy because so many of the applications um, have such compelling stories um, and it's really such an honor and pleasure to read them. Well, we talked about two of the short answer questions on the application. There, there are others. We ask what you would want to share with your learning team uh, about yourself that's not on your resume. We also ask a career goal related question Donna, we have shifted to this sort of multiple short answer question uh, format in the application over, over the recent years. And, and I know you've always felt like this is, a, this is a good approach in the application because it gives an applicant a chance to, to speak to more aspects of their background. I, I wanna give you a chance to talk a little bit more about that and the benefit of having multiple short answer questions as opposed to one, one long essay. Right, I think you hit the nail on the head Brett, in that so many applicants are so multidimensional. Uh, I love reading the answers that we get about how you would like to introduce yourself to your learning team. Learning teams are such an important component of the Darden experience. Students tell us all the time that they learn so much from each other within their learning teams and within their sections and the extent to which they are so impressed with their classmates. So of all the things that people can possibly tell their learning teams, I think it's so fascinating to see what they share and emphasize. And to your earlier point, um, different approaches can work really well. There is not a cookie cutter way to approach these. Just be authentic to yourself. I do think we talk at length about having a holistic admissions process and having a variety of short answer questions allows us to get to know more about an applicant holistically. And hopefully it makes the applicant feel like they had an opportunity to share their whole selves, not just a response to one particular question. I really love reading the short answer questions and hopefully they're a little bit more accessible. I think it's a little less daunting to write a short answer question than it is to uh, have all the pressure of a response to one essay question singularly. There's so many great points in what you just said. You're right that the emphasis is on the word short. Uh, all of the responses are, are 200 words or less in terms of the word limits. Um, in addition, uh, as you noted, the approach that an applicant takes to answering the short answer question is, is oftentimes as interesting as what they actually say in their response. How they choose to approach the response is as much an editorial decision as what you're sharing. So I think there's there's so many decisions that applicants make here. And you know, there are parts of the application that are maybe a little bit more data entry oriented. And then there are parts where you're 
personality, your perspective, who you authentically are, your value set can really come through. And the, the short answer questions are, are a great example of that. And so always encourage applicants to maximize those opportunities on the application. You know, we had a really good points, Brett, and we did a webinar this morning and we asked students what part of the application they had the most questions about. And not surprisingly, the essays um, were top of mind for our applicants. I think that people um, affiliate them sometimes with some stress and anxiety, but I want to reiterate that we're really excited to get to know more about you holistically, and hopefully you're excited to tell us your story. I would really encourage applicants to get in the mindset of trying to minimize the stress as much as you can. That's part of the reason we launched early so that you can think about what responses um, you might have in mind and then start to work on drafts of them. But really just take some time to get in touch with what you're proud of as an applicant. Most applicants have a lot going for them. And the, the issue is prioritizing what you most want to emphasize. But if you can approach them with, with pride and excitement and, and, um, sort of some joy in telling us and less about the stress um, and know, knowing that the receiving, that the people on the receiving end really do find a lot of joy um, in reading them. Well, Donna, we're talking about updates and uh, news about this year's full-time MBA application. One of, one of the news items related to the a number of required recommendations. So new for this year, only one recommendation is required. We will accept up to two recommendations. So a candidate can have a second recommender if he or she chooses to do so, uh, but only one is required. What was the inspiration for this change? Well, again, I think our team is really great at keeping a pulse on applicants and listening to what they tell us. And we have overwhelmingly heard that having two required letters of recommendation is a pain point in the application. This is the first year we've done it. We are working off the hypothesis that one, one recommendation can be just as meaningful and you know helps minimize the barrier to applying. Uh, it's, it's tough for applicants to not only ask managers or supervisors, maybe they don't want their manager or supervisor to know they're planning on leaving and going to business school. So it creates an awkward dynamic. We do get a lot of additional information about an applicant through other elements of the application, such as the interview, such as the essay, such as the application itself. So we felt overwhelmingly like we need to respond to what applicants were, were telling us. So we're excited about that and excited to make it a little bit easier for our applicants. And I will say we've got a lot of great recommendation related tips out there on, on our blog, as well as in the application instruction section of the application, you actually find not just instructions, but helpful insights about the different constituent elements of the application. So if you're working on an application, you get stuck on something, or you want to know how we think about different parts of the application, be sure to check that out. Um, That's Donna, a really good point. I wonder what your advice is for full-time MBA applicants when they think about identifying a recommender or approaching the recommendation process. 
Great question. And again, we know this can be awkward because some people do not want to disclose to their current supervisor or, um, or manager that they're thinking about business school. When that's possible, it's great to get a recommendation from a supervisor if it's possible. However, oh my gosh, Brett, how many times have we been told that that, that's, that would be really awkward or people may be jeopardizing their jobs or bonus? And we certainly don't want to put our applicants in that position. So I, my overall best piece of advice is to pick somebody who knows you well. Sometimes we get the question, should I go for the highest title within my organization? And our advice overwhelmingly is to pick somebody who really knows you well, who can highlight your strengths, who can give some anecdotes or vignettes or, or tell some stories about why you're a talented leader, why you're so team oriented. I have found um, that stories and anecdotes do really resonate with us. So if they can provide an example, I think it, it definitely helps lift a recommendation to another level. But overall, I would say pick somebody who knows you really well. It's always great advice. And to your earlier point, the recommendation process is typically one of the slower parts of the application. So if you can start early with your recommender, uh, get organized, you know, as you orient the application process, think about those things that might be a little bit more time intensive. The recommendation process is typically one of them. Uh, once you've identified a potential recommender, reach out to that person, schedule some time, talk with him or her about your interest in pursuing an MBA, why you're interested in your target schools, and maybe even take a copy of your resume to make sure that they're aware of all the great things you've done over the course of your career. So um, those are the, those are the, some of my favorite pieces of advice. Donna, yeah, um, those are, those are great pieces of advice as well. And the application is launched. So the recommendation form is available and, you know, it, it can be a pain point. Sometimes applicants really are so organized and on top of their application, but unfortunately the recommendation is what holds it up. So it's another benefit of going from two required recommend, um, letters of recommendation down to one. Well, one of the big storylines for last year was that we introduced uh, as a pilot a test waiver request process. And we are back this year saying that we're going to continue to offer test waiver requests and test waivers for our full-time MBA application process. Anything you'd like to highlight on, on why we've continued to offer test waivers uh, this year for full-time MBA applicants? I'm so glad you asked because this is an element of the application that we're very proud of. I think that generally the philosophy is for those of us, including yourself, Brett, many of us on the admissions committee are very experienced and we know that not all stellar applicants are stellar standardized test takers, and yet they may have really compelling alternative evidence that they would thrive at Darden. So in the spirit of having options, options for, for essay questions, um, you have options with regard to taking the test or not taking the test. You have options in terms of what tests will accept. For example, we'll take the GMAT, GRE, or executive assessment. Or if you feel that you have compelling alternative evidence, you can complete the test waiver and see if you are approved and potentially have the opportunity to have the test waived. If it's not waived, don't fret. That is not an indication that you're not a, a strong candidate. It may just mean that we need some more evidence that 
a candidate is going to do really well academically and a test may be really helpful to us. So not getting the test waiver is not an indication that you're not a strong candidate. It just means we need an additional data point. But I'm very, very excited about this because not all applicants are, you know, fit into the same box and there are choices. And if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the test waiver request process or our standardized test options, encourage you to check out the standardized test FAQs on our website. Lots of detail there. And when it comes to standardized tests and and test waivers, one of the things I like to encourage candidates to think about, Donna, is for them to take a step back from their application and kind of think about their candidacy as our admissions committee will, holistically, objectively, what are their strengths? What are those areas where they might want to think about strengthening uh, their application as before they press submit? Um, I wonder if that, that advice resonates with you. It does. I think it's, it's great advice. And we do publish so much about our class profile. As you mentioned, Brett, we have a podcast series, we have a video blog, we have workshops, we have webinar webinars, we have a blog post. So we're as transparent as possible about the admissions process. And I totally agree. Good to look at all different components of the application and see what your strengths are. Um, I don't recommend the test waiver for candidates who go through that process, who do take a step back and look objectively at their candidacy and say, you know, I haven't had a lot of quantitative coursework or exposure in my job or certification programs. I don't think the test waiver would be a good option for them. I think it would be really valuable for us to see a test. But for somebody who may have Um, been an undergraduate business major and or have a master's degree in a relevant master's program, or perhaps a candidate has their CFA or CPA, or they've done some of our Darden Coursera classes or HBX core, those are all really great examples of tangible alternative evidence and applying for a waiver may be a good option for you. You're right to cite all of those things, as we've said in the FAQs, and we will be saying elsewhere in the coming weeks, uh, to qualify for a test waiver, you do need to meet multiple criteria. And we are going to be particularly focused on those criteria that can give us some, or those data points that can give us some sense of your academic readiness for a rigorous MBA curriculum when working exactly. through that, that test waiver process. And, and I loved your one of your first points when you were talking about the test waiver process, it is not the admissions process. It is much narrower in focus. It is really just focused on, do you need a test score to apply uh, to Darden or is that requirement waived? It is is much narrower than our admissions review. So uh, right to underscore that. I wonder if you have uh, any favorite piece of advice uh, for our applicants uh, who are listening to this podcast and wondering, um, gosh, so much here to get started with. Um, What would you encourage them to think about? Well, at the risk of sounding redundant, I mean, one of the things that we hear all the time from Darden graduates is, is what a transformational experience it was. So many people refer to it as the experience here as two of the best years of their life. So I really like to encourage people to get excited about the application process, to start to even document what you're proud of, like what, what are experiences or characteristics about you or are um, examples of things where you've made an impact that you're really proud of, that you're excited to tell us about. 
Um, so just approaching it again with, with joy and a knowledge that you are about to embark on a really exciting journey in your life and trying to keep the stress level down is one of the best pieces of advice that I can give. Another is that, um, our whole admissions team are, they're such, um, there's, they love bonding with applicants and interacting with applicants and current students. We chose these professions for a reason. Know that we're as interested in getting to know more about you as hopefully you are about our school. And, um, I think start the process early. Hopefully you are all listening to this early in the process and you can spread out the work, you know, tackle maybe essays one evening and and take a break and do something fun for a couple of days and fill out the application one weekend. And, you know, like you said, Brett, ask your recommender well in advance. So it gives him or her plenty of advance notice and they can do a great job for you. Think about whether you're going to submit a test and take a test, maybe allow enough time to retake the test in case you're not happy with your score, but really um, approach it with a sense of optimism and excitement about the journey that you're about to embark on, knowing that we are really looking forward to getting to know you. I love those points that you just made. I I do think giving yourself time and getting organized, it allows you to be more intentional in Mm -hmm. the story that you're telling. And and so much, again, of this is about thinking holistically, thinking objectively about your candidacy. What are your strengths? What are those things that you really want to make sure you highlight for the admissions committee as, as you tell your story? The more time you have, to, to think about those, those kinds of questions um, as you approach the application. Uh, generally speaking, the, the stronger your application will be. Absolutely. And one of the things that we both mentioned earlier is that we really do listen to our applicants. We survey our applicants, matriculants and non-matriculants and get survey, um, get, get feedback from all kinds of, you know, surveys or interactions know that this application has evolved every year we make tweaks and part of the tweaks are based on applicant um, feedback but one of the things I know we both heard from applicants is at first it seemed a little daunting but they're so grateful for the opportunity to go through the application process because it forced them to answer some questions and it, it and enabled them to really reflect on what they want out of the MBA experience. That is a great point. Uh, the best applications at least in my experience and I'm curious to hear your thoughts here have that marking of sort of introspection, reflection. Uh, the person has clearly spent a lot of time uh, thinking about their story, uh, how they want to share that story, not only what they've done, but where they see themselves going uh, personally, professionally, that they've just spent a lot of time thinking about who they are. Exactly. The other one other little piece of advice that I will give that's a little bit less about the application and more about the experience. As people are researching Darden, I would really encourage you to get lost on not only the Darden website, but the UVA website and learn about Charlottesville. If you come to Darden, of course, the primary decision should be, um, you know, what business school is the right fit for you, but you are part of a broader 
university here, the University of Virginia, and you're part of an amazing town that offers so much. And I really encourage people just to spend some, some time researching Charlottesville and UVA in addition to Darden, because I hear all the time from our current students and alumni what a big part those components of the community are in their positive experience here. I really like your advice about getting lost on the website and doing your due diligence. I think that's an important first step for candidates as you're orienting to your target schools, really spending some time and getting to know this kind of nuts and bolts questions. What's differentiating about the school? Once you've set that groundwork, I think then that's when current students and alumni can be really helpful in kind of giving maybe a little bit more personality to the school and, and obviously start going to events and things, but really spending some time with a website, doing some reading, some digging, some researching. Um, that's, that's always a great first step. Agreed. All right, Donna. Well, anything else you'd like to share with our prospective applicants who are tuning in, listening to this podcast? Any, any final words of encouragement? Really? I'm, I think our whole team is just so excited that we not only launched the application, but spent a lot of time in subcommittees. Uh, Brett, you know, you did a great job leading one of those subcommittees. We had lots of thoughtful discussions about different elements of the application. So I hope you all enjoy completing it. And as Brett mentioned, there are so many opportunities to uh, learn about different elements of the application through the podcast, through the video blog, through webinars, through workshops, through the written blog. So please take advantage of them and let us know how we can help you. Well, Donna, thank you as always for coming on the podcast. It's great to have you here and thank you for sharing your expertise. With thank our you listeners. so much for the opportunity, Brett. And that was my interview with Donna Clark, Executive Director of Admissions here at the Darden School of Business. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We could be reached at Darden, that's D-A-R-D-E-N, at virginia.edu. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.